You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I'm joined today by Daniel. Together, we make up the student ministry team at Church of the Nativity in Timonium, Maryland. This is our first episode of season three, and we are so glad to be back with you all. We're going to continue to jump in this season with new topics and new ideas to share, because as always, we are in this together. Ministry is not easy, but it is always worth it. And we are here with you all in the trenches each and every week. So as always, I love starting our podcast by asking you, Daniel, to share something you are loving right now with us. Yeah, it's been a little while. So we've had lots of new things to love since we were on last season. <laughs> I am trying to read up right now. And I just read this really short book, but I really liked it. It's called Don't Miss It. Parent Like Every Week Counts, and it's from Orange, who's one of our favorite mm-hmm. organizations. And they have um, a lot of these concepts in their other books, but this one's specifically for parents. I read it in one setting. It's like 50 pages. It's real quick. And Orange always makes their books. I really like their style. They're just kind of fun to mm-hmm. read. And um, it's just talking about how to make your parenting even better and really make conscious choices of what you're doing. So... We, I was thinking maybe we could give it out. We give to it at a lot of different stages, but to parents as part of baptism yeah. or, I mean, give it out as teenagers too, but. Yeah, that's awesome. I, even just the title sounds like catchy. Yeah, you don't miss it. Yeah. It goes fast. That's awesome. Well, that's funny because I am also loving a book right now, but it's a very different book, a very different stage of life book. But I'm currently reading The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller because I'm engaged, so my fiance and I are having a little book club together and reading this book. Um, And I just think it's a really cool thing for us to be doing together, so we're enjoying it. But I also feel like in this day and age, just marriage has been turned synonymous and almost redefined as wedding and the party Mm. and the celebration. And so just through this season of being engaged, being able to really come back to God and our faith and what the true meaning of a marriage is, not just the wedding itself, um, is exciting for us. And I've been really enjoying that right now. So if anyone else is out there married or engaged or hoping to be married one day, I think it's a great read for anyone just to have a deeper understanding of God's intention with marriage. Or if you work with teens who graduated from your program and are now getting married. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Good gift for them. Absolutely. I like Timothy Keller, so... Yeah, it's a, and he kind of co-wrote it with his wife, too, which is mm. sweet. She has some parts in it as well. So that's nice. Well, welcome. And as we said, we are starting a brand new season. And with that, a brand new series. We will be diving in the next few episodes into a series called Rebuilding Your Team. The 2020 ministry year we can say was unlike any other for sure. We had a lot of challenges, but also some good things came out of it it really helped us refocus because we couldn't fall in love with the methods over our missions because we had to change so many of our methods. So we always want to date your methods and marry your mission. And we were able to do that again throughout this 2020 year. We also had students and parents really appreciate the ability to meet face-to-face, even mask face-to-face, but just more than ever before. And we were able to build trust and show we're worth 
their time and commitment. So now we're looking forward to needing larger teams of leaders once again in this next coming year. So we're anticipating needing over 100 leaders in student ministry this year for us. So that's what this series is all about, rebuilding your team. As always, we are in this with you. We aren't experts, just partners. So we will let you know what's happening as we build and rebuild our team of ministers and staff. And we'll be praying with you all and for you all as you do the same. Yeah, many of us uh, have probably a reduced team or no team Mm -hmm. as we look to what's coming next because of the state of our ministries. As Ali said, all of those changes this year and probably having less participation or less Mm -hmm. teens than we've had in the past just because it was tough. Um, If you were doing ministry in person, it was probably different. If you were doing it virtually, that was definitely different. And everybody... Maybe you just couldn't do either. Yeah. And everybody had Zoom fatigue at some level. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're just at a place where you're new in your work and you're building your team for the first time. Um, We've been in that spot too. So, People had um, really good reasons for foregoing their service to the church, their ministry mm-hmm. in this past year, but maybe now they're ready to come back. Um, and you may or may not have had people on campus, but now the challenge is to come back to at least some degree mm-hmm. and have a team in place that can serve your teens because teens and parents really might need convincing about coming back to your programs, but your ministers need that convincing as well. They're out of the habit Mm -hmm. and they need to know that it's safe. So if you have those ministers in place and you can use that as a selling point with your teens and parents, wouldn't it make coming back easier for everybody to be able to say, hey, we've, we've got this set, we're ready to go. So what do we do now? How do we build or rebuild our teens? So here's the place to start when you're building your team or rebuilding your team, your why. The question that a volunteer needs clearly answered is, why should I? Yes, they'll want to know what they're signing up for and how to do what you're asking them to do. But before you can get there, they need to know the why. You're asking them to do something for free and give their time, which is the most valuable thing they have. You don't have monetary compensation, but there is other compensation you can offer. Clear vision, mission, strategy, and process. Really, the best compensation they get is the reward of the process. We hear all the time from ministers, I get as much out of it as these kids do. And another reward is to define what wins in ministry look like so they can recognize it when they experience it. If they can answer why, they will serve and keep serving. It gives them a purpose and it helps them understand the calling. So then the question is, how do we define our why? Uh, Tom Corcoran from our staff, I don't know if he made this up or if he stole it from somebody. (laughs) He steals a lot of phrases, but he makes a lot up too. Um, He said, when you lose your why, you lose your way. Mm -hmm. And so we constantly come back to that. And ours really comes from our mission, vision, and strategy. And we've shared these before, but we're going to say them again now. And we'll probably say them throughout this (laughs) series, throughout the season, throughout every season, because it's really what grounds us in what we're doing. So uh, really our mission is our what, our vision is our why, and our strategy is our how. And collectively, I think you could call them all our why and and Mm -hmm. kind of what we're doing. Um, But our mission, our what, is that we connect teens with leaders and parents who help them to love God, love others, and become disciples. And we connect them with other teens who do that as well. Um, And that connects to our parish mission too, 
to love God, love others, and make disciples. Our vision, our why, is that we build relationships among disconnected teens that reveal the invisible God through the incarnational love and example of leaders and teens. So we're building relationships. We are relational in everything that we do in student ministry, and we're especially aiming at disconnected teens. Um, Not those that really are already coming to church, but we are talking constantly about Timonium Timmy, Mm -hmm. our disconnected teen that's typical in this area. And really, we're talking this year that Timonium Timmy is redefined, too, um, because he's a moving target. So that's our mission, our vision, and then our strategy is our how. How do we do that? And our strategy is to lead small. So what you do for a few has more potential than what you do for many. You can't do it for everyone, but you can do it for a few. Each person, each small group leader can do it for a few people. That's what it means to lead small. So when you lead small, you choose to invest in the lives of a few to encourage authentic faith. Mm -hmm. So here was our elevator pitch from a few weeks ago when we had a weekend message dedicated to building our student and kids ministry teams, what we recently started calling actually just our next gen ministry altogether. You'll hear mention too in this of some kids and teens names as well who shared their testimony during the message. Every kid and every teen has a story. We want each of them to love their church and know their heavenly father. Holly, Victoria, Sammy, Justin, and Joshua all have had adults and peers invest in them and hear this portion of their life story. They're part of 592 students in our ministry this year. That's just in high school and middle school. Hundreds more kids have been part of our virtual programs this year, and we had well over 500 kids on our campus each week before the pandemic. All of that means we need an incredible and incredibly large team to serve the next generation because it's not just about numbers. Each and every kid and student needs to be known and noticed, grown and focused on what matters most, and you are the key to that. You can be part of our next generation team. You will serve a specific age group, preschool, elementary, middle school, or high school. We prepare you for how to have fun and engage each of those ages. Our biggest need is for active ministry with the next generation, spending time each week as a small group leader, but we have roles behind the scenes too. If you can serve pizza or move furniture with a smile, you can be on the student ops team. If you have a background in education or a creative streak, you might be perfect for helping create content. If you're naturally welcoming and helpful, you could be a host to help kids check in and get to their rooms. There are many ways to serve, and we have a wish list for teams of ministers that we are asking you to help fill. Remember, teens are some of our best ministers, so if you're in middle or high school, consider serving those younger than you. We need a next generation team of 300 ministers to realize our potential this fall. 300, that's 120 ministers for students and 180 for kids. For each minister, we provide the clearance, training, materials, and support you need. We're ready for you to say yes to take this next step. And you can say you can do that by texting the word next to our number 410-216-5534. When you do, you're making an investment. You're going to be part of a movement in a moment that has the potential to deeply influence the next generation. That was a pretty long elevator ride, but... Yeah, that was was a skyscraper in New York. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Where Buddy the Elf pushed every button to stop at every floor. But we had 200 people respond to this invitation. It Mm -hmm. was um, something that we did 
as part of a mass um, message in the mass, a homily. And Father Michael allowed me to be up there and to give that message to our entire congregation, both those that were watching in person with us and those that were watching online. And it was enough of a why that they knew what we were after and what we were asking them to do. So people are people are out there ready to be asked to serve. You just need to cast the vision for them. Because mm-hmm. when we lose our why, we lose our way. But when we discover or we rediscover our why, it really gives us a definitive direction. And that's what people are looking for when they sign up to serve. So create your why. That's our bottom line this week as we start this series about building our teams. And one bright idea that we'll leave you with, as we like to do each episode, is to model after what we were able to do. Ask your pastor if he'll preach about the need for next-gen ministers, for youth ministers to work alongside you, and we'll allow you to ask them to step forward. And then one weekend, do it together. Invite people to respond, whether that's by text, like we did with a paper card, or by visiting you after Mass. We will have a little bit more on that next episode, on that recruitment push, um, and how to do that well. But there's just an opportunity, especially this time, um, when we're trying to rebuild our teams to really ask the people out there. Well, thank you for joining us for today's Car Rides worth of content in the first episode of the new season. Join us next time for episode two of our series, Rebuilding Your Team, for three ways to recruit new ministers. We love you very much.